Normal is not something to aspire to. It's something to get away from. Judy Foster. You're listening to The Real Estate Investor Show, episode number 23. Welcome, ladies, to The Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. We're thrilled to interview Pam Goodwin, the author of One Cent Lemonade to Million Dollar Deals on today's show. Pam is an investor, speaker, number one best-selling author, and media personality in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where she lives with her husband and two sons. Working on the both landlord and tenant side of commercial real estate for the past 30 years has provided Pam with a crucial understanding of this business, which helps Pam teach others shortcuts to commercial real estate success. On today's show, we discuss a lot with Pam, including the number one action to take when forming partnerships, the most overlooked team member to help you find deals, and how to find and keep a mentor. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. We're excited to have you back on the Real Estate Investor Show. Um, we have Pamela Goodwin with us. Hi, Pamela. Hi. How are you? Good, good. We're excited to uh, jump into Pamela's uh, background and, and just so many wonderful things we're going we're gonna dive to into, dive into with her today. Um, before we start, you know, before we jump in, uh, work, you know, talking through things with Pamela, we always like to kind of, you know, kind of talk about what's up and what's happening for us. And I, I wanted to Andressa, so briefly share something you really helped me through the other oh. day. Um, All right. <laughs> do you remember? So, <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, what's really neat about uh, this market is, you know, because it's a little more of a seller's market, we're, we've, we're flipping a house uh, in our town and we got two offers. And it's, not, it's off market. We didn't even list it yet with a realtor. And so that was really exciting. And one offer included uh, was just the house and one offer was including actually our own house because we we're actually attached to the home. But anyway, I was really, my husband and I were really struggling with the decision. And I, I called Andressa and I said, and I was emotional about it because it's, you know, it's not just our own house. It was, it was like, a, you know, selling two houses at the same time and working through that decision. And I'm usually pretty good with quick decisions, but this one was kind of getting us a little what to do, what to do. And Andressa said to me, I said to Andressa, I don't want to make the wrong decision. And Andressa said to me, you can't make a wrong decision, you know? And, and it really struck me. I'm like, you're right. I can't make the wrong decision. You could just make a decision. So I just want to share that as, you know, the ladies listening to this, that's something I need to continually work at and saying, okay, this, this is decision. It has pros and cons and move on. I tend to, I could get caught up a little bit making sure it's the right decision, but yet there's no right decision. So, so thank you for that, Andressa. Of you course. Were super helpful. And <laughs> We ended up going with the, uh, the offer for just the one house, and we're going to stay put for a little bit. So I'm feeling, good, go. about the, feeling good about the decision. So, um, and, and I'm very you know, grateful that you reach out to me because I think that we rely on each other. And I think that you know, for the ladies that are listening, you don't need to make decisions on your own. You can have your advisory board, which can be your friends, and you can bounce ideas from each other because they can see your blind spots and this help you know brainstorming options are having a quick talk it doesn't need to be an hour or anything like that a quick talk and one sentence that 
you say to that person might help them to, to move forward. So rely on other people to make decisions as well. So you, you feel good about it. Yeah. And you can kind of move on. So, there you go. so appreciate that. So, um, so Pamela, thank you so much for being on our show. We're excited to have you on here and, um, Love to hear a little bit about your background uh, in, in, you know, I know you have a lot of background in, in commercial real estate. So we always like to share with, with our listeners, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, motivated you, inspired you, propelled you to get involved in uh, investing in real estate, especially uh, commercial real estate. So, Well, I have 30 years of some format of commercial real estate I ended up going to school for interior design is how I got my start and always wanted to be commercial design. Hotel design is what I wanted to specialize in. Ended up going in more office retail design that led me into large shopping center development on that part. So my first part of my career was always large shopping center development. And then on landlord side that I wanted to find out how the tenants build so I went to go work for one of the largest restaurant companies in the world, which is based here in Dallas, Brinker International, who people really know and buy chilies. And so I developed more than 50 chilies from the ground up. And, and that's how I really started to find out about commercial real estate investing by working with these landlords that had a piece of land and then did a chilies deal, a ground lease, 10-year ground lease would sell that investment property and make at least 800000 to a million dollar profit just by having that ground lease. And, you know, it was a great company to work for, but I teamed up with a landlord and we became partners on starting to invest in real estate because, you know, I, you know the corporate world is great, but you can only make so much amount of money and I wanted something for future. Mm. Wow. So first you partner up with somebody to learn the process and then invest for the first time on your own deals. Correct. Yeah, when I went to really go work for the restaurant company, I thought I wanted to own a restaurant because that right. always keeps <laughs> intriguing. And then once you work for a restaurant company, you find out very quickly, like McDonald's, it's better to own the land and be a real estate company than to actually operate the restaurant, you know, selling burgers. So it was a great opportunity, you know, to, I went to go meet with a variety of developers in the area to see who would take me on to, to learn how to, how to do these single tenant net lease properties. And I had a gentleman where still, you know, he was in his 70s, but he took me under his wing and we formed a partnership. And, and that's how I got started in investing. And our first deal that I put together was a five acre deal with Walgreens, Chase and McDonald's. And it turned out to be a multi-million dollar development, my first deal. Awesome. I want to touch base on what you're saying about looking for developers and put together a partnership because a lot of the ladies that are listening to us right now might be thinking i have no experience in commercial i have experience in different things but not in commercial so how can i make this happen so on that partnership what was the agreement that you guys made what did you bring to the table what did they bring to the table how were you guys able to make it work so I put together a business plan, just a quick 
three pages of what I would bring to the table. And, you know, what I was bringing was my relationship at the time with Phillies, because at that time they were developing close to 150 new locations per year in the U.S. And I put together all my contacts of other retail tenants that I knew that were real estate managers and you know, what I needed to get started off of a salary. I was used to a six figure salary, which was good. And so I proposed a, a salary and then I would bring in the commissions and, and, you know, it was a really good relationship. So I advise all women, I mean, no matter what you're doing to team up with someone, you know, everyone is willing to pretty much help if you ask, but if you don't ask, it's like flying a plane. You would never do it on your own or anything. You, you know, it's always best to team up with people and start going to meetings and groups and meeting these people. And what, what groups would you say are, are helpful? Because it's, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole different market, right? Commercial and, and residential. So are there, um, I mean, I've heard of them, but what, what, what groups, you know, nationally even, or, you know, what have you seen to be really helpful way, places for women to start networking and getting involved? So we have a lot of, I mean, it's national, but you can go, you know, online for the group meetups. Um, Eventbrite always has different ones. You can just Google commercial real estate. But specifically, since I'm in retail commercial real estate, we have a national group called the International Council of Shopping Centers, ICSC.org. And they all have, we all have local chapters, Texas, you know, we have our own local chapter, but they're throughout the United States and have events everywhere. And it's a great place that like in Texas, we have our big one coming up in October and you can meet the retailers, you can meet the developers. The national one is in Las Vegas every May. And that's a great event to go to. And then we have our local, the North Texas um, commercial for real estate but there's some really, really good organizations to go to to start meeting people. Yeah, it's, that's great because it's, you know, you only can, well, I went to a conference and they said, you'll be the same person unless you meet more people and you read more books, you know, and that's really a, a, good, a good perspective, you know, something I keep asking myself. Am I meeting more people? Am I reading more <laughs> books? To, to get back to commercial real estate and, you know, especially that compared to residential, I mean, a lot of blogs and podcasts and, you know, multifamily is very hot. Uh, you know, people are investing in single family homes and there's so many ways to invest in real estate. I'm curious to get your perspective as somebody who's been in the business for 30 years. What would you say are the like advantages? Why would someone invest in commercial versus residential? Because I don't think commercial get sometimes as much attention, especially on the more on the, you know, the like, you know, on, on different sites you'll see. I'm curious to get your perspective. Um, I know there's some entry points that sometimes could be harder for people to get in because of, you know, in terms of financial aspects, but what would you say are the advantages from, from knowing it as well as you do comparatively? Well, I, I mean, as far as the advantages, one thing is I think a lot of people are just really intimidated to get into commercial real estate for some reason. And I can honestly say I've had my own business now for 12 years. For the first 10 years, I never used my own money in any of the deals. I always provided the sweat equity. But um, one building, for example, a lot of people think commercial real estate, everything's you know, more than a million dollars to buy. So I'll give you an example. My husband and I, we bought a commercial building for $300,000, one office building. So an advantage would be 
one office building, one tenant, a five-year deal, 20% down. I mean, where else can you get buy? You know, if you buy stocks, I always tell people, if you buy stocks, you need, if you, you know, you need $300,000 to buy $300,000 worth to buy real estate, 20%, you know, $60,000 down. So that's a $300,000 office building commercial with a tenant paying your debt off, paying the common area maintenance taxes and insurance. And then I think we cash flow a little over 1200 a month on that. And so, you know, a lot of people don't think that they can buy a building like that, but those, those are all over in every city available. Yeah. Uh, big backing on that. How do you find your leads? Because some of the ladies that are listening might be thinking, I might look for deals and, and do the legwork. So that's what I'm bringing to the table to a more experienced person where they can start digging for deals. So I, my motto and everybody makes fun of it, but I always say every, everything is for sale. <laughs> a good place to start for commercial listings is loopnet.com. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go on there, but I always find the hidden opportunities are visiting your local economic development director, your EDC in your own city and my boys will make fun of me because I talk to everyone from my dry cleaners. I got that deal. Um, I was able to help him sell his building and now we have contract to go buy land. Um, you can go talk to your gas station. That's probably for sale. The restaurant that you always go to could be for sale or they're relocating. I mean, it's, I always say start with your friends and family and write down a list because you know business people and entrepreneurs who, you know, may own something. But it's just really, you know, I would say starting, you know, with your economic development director. They have a list. They know everyone in the city and all of the properties for sale. In terms of the actual, like, markets, because we've done some commercial investing and it's been in our market that we were doing more like residential investing. So, um, I mean, we made lemons out of lemonade, but I don't know if it was as a, st a strategic move when we bought the, bought the commercial building. So for someone who says, okay, I want to find a market, the right market for more of a commercial purchase versus maybe like residential has so much to do with the, the tenant, right? You know, if you buy in an area that you could get something cheap, um, people, you know, some businesses may not want to be there. So, but if you go into like, say, I mean, we're in New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey, you're going to be paying premium, premium, right, for that, for that building because you're in, you're in Princeton. So what would you say are some markets that are ideal for, you know, is it more on like the uptick? Is it, is it a town that hasn't yet hit that, you know, top of the market, but it's moving in that direction? What, what signs would someone just be aware of? You know, what would you say? So uh, a lot of the success for myself has been in the secondary tertiary markets are really golden opportunities of like where we are here in Dallas. If I just drive 50 to 90 miles out in any direction, those communities are really, really excellent to work with. And they all need, you know, food use, you know, fast food to restaurants and all that. So I always think like in Dallas, a lot of the other brokers won't even drive that far out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so by hitting those markets, making your first stop with the local economic development director to find out what's going, where they're building, 
where the local new Walmart, Target, Home Depot, some of those big boxes are, are going and growing, you know, to find out, you know, what's happening in those communities. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback, I love what you're saying about the economic development officer because they are, they are such a, they have such expertise and they want to help and so many people don't call them. You know, and they just get kind of overlooked as like, oh, they're, they're a bureaucrat, so don't call them, you know. But yet they're really, a lot of them are so helpful. Um, and especially if someone is looking in, whether it's commercial or even multifamily. Uh, we were looking at a building and evaluating it, and we were trying to get some economic data. And we we're like, let's just call the economic development officer. But we char- started the chamber, and that didn't really help. So we went with the economic development. And they sent us such they like oh we just did a presentation about the the upswing happening in our our local market and they sent us this powerpoint that we pulled so then when we shared it with our investors it was amazing data that i would never have gotten if we didn't call them so i love what you're saying because i think those folks get um overlooked and and, and not you know fairly <laughs> because yeah. they, uh sometimes they can get kind of you know painted with the, the bureaucrat brush you know yeah yeah, but, yeah they're there to help especially in developing or knowing property to know that access is such key and infrastructure with utilities. I mean, those are two of the biggest things when buying and developing property. So they're a key factor in that. And like you said, they are there to help you and provide large aerial maps of everything going on. So they're a great resource. Yeah, here in Philadelphia, they have a 2035 plan so we can see where the city itself is also going. And it's, it's very helpful to, not that everything is gonna be implemented as it is. However, we have a very good sense of what they're looking for, where they're looking to expand in terms of more like public places and uh, the deals they're, they're looking to make to incentivize, um, to give incentives for the investors to start moving within those areas and, and develop them because some of those areas don't have any type of commercial uh, real estate and is really needed. It's just the basics of the basics. So it, it, it's been very helpful to me to understand where the city is going and start buying around those areas and maybe holding uh, for a little bit until it, it gets to that point. I want to circle back on um, something that you said for the ladies to put together a list. That's very simple to think about it and put together a list. But most important, I wanted, I wanted to touch base on the fact that they need to overcome either fear or um, their perspective about uh, keeping up with their faces and or what people might be thinking if I start asking them. So what's the mindset behind it necessary to overcome those fears and take the first step needed to get those deals? Because they can make a list and do nothing about it because they just over talk and then they, they get paralyzed. Right. Yeah. I know I belong to a really good group of, it's called Deals in Heels, a group of probably about 75 women, all in commercial real estate, all in the retail sector. And even when I had this great piece of property to invest in an existing building, 
and then a, a vacant one. I presented it to the women in the group, and, and these are even women in the business, and they all had fear of investing, afraid that they were going to lose money or what, you know, everything, or leave it up to husband, partners, whatever. <laughs> they don't, you're right, they don't do anything about it. I did have one female in the group that I teamed up with on this piece of property, and it turned out to be the most profitable I've ever done, ever. And she's a total risk taker. And I talk to women all the time. And I have no idea why the fear is. Of, of, I talked to a lady yesterday on the fear, thinking that she could never do that or never have that amount of money in making it in real estate. And I just, I'm here to spread the word or get it out there that women should be investing in residential commercial real estate, starting with one finding someone to, you know, to, to go in there with, so you don't have to do it by yourself. And I love, you know, helping women in that capacity. You know, it's a, it's an interesting point because I think so many people, you know, they'll reach out sometimes to, to undress or myself and, and they want to, they want, they want a mentor, right? I'm sure you get this Pamela with mm -hmm. your experience and your, your point is so well taken in terms of what, what can they bring to the table? Everyone can bring something to the table. So if someone was to say to you, you know, can I, can I, you know, let me, let me team up with you or let me help you with the next property or any experienced, right, investor, let's say, what, you know, what are things that they could, you know, what are things they could bring to the table? In other words, what, what do experienced investors need? Because people talk about mentors and mentorship, but we don't really, really, really get it down to the specifics of this is how this works. In other words, you get something, they get something. And you, you kind of, uh, you know, you JV on a project or just volunteer. But what would you say are the things that you would want to see or hear from someone that wanted to get their foot in the door of commercial real estate? What would they need to be willing to do? You know, or, or what would they be, need to be willing to kind of provide? I'm curious to get your perspective on that because I think we just talk about mentorship a lot, but we don't really, you know, get specific for people to give them specifics. So... When I either, you know, speak at events or talk to women, I, I really just go over with them that if they see a piece of land or know a piece of property or something that someone needs to sell, all they need to do is call me and A, like you said, we can create a joint venture. I'm always fair about it, but I just need people bringing me deals. I'm happy to walk them through the whole process because it, you know, that's the part that they don't really know the whole process. So they, they stop at even doing anything. But the first step really is just to try to find something, you know, that, that you see and then, and then just, you know, bring it to me or bring it to your local, you know, someone you can trust. It's a great point. I, I just want to jump in to say, because it's, if you asked Andressa, Andressa, you know, what are people that are experiencing the business need right now? You probably would say, Andressa, I need more what? Deals. Oh, yes, absolutely. Right? If you ask me, I'll ask myself, what do you need more of? We need more deals. So, you know, people are, sometimes they scratch their head and they're like, oh, I don't know how to help. If you go to someone experienced or in the business, they need more money or they need more experience, um, uh, need more deals or need more money. And they usually need the money for the new deals or, or how are they structure their, the, the finances of their business. But um, most people in the business need those things, especially finding deals. 
um, the money, sometimes the easier part. It's the, it's mm-hmm. the deal, especially in this market. So I, I, it's a great point, Pamela. I mean, people, um, we've sent people our criteria. This is what we're looking for. These are the areas. You know, we're more into multifamily. We're getting into those, those buildings. And people are funny. They're like, yeah, I want to work with you and love to learn from you. And then you give them your criteria. Your brain. I want to pick your brain. I want to, yeah. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your person. And then like, you know, two weeks later, three weeks later, nothing, you know, nothing. So to your point, you have to be able to add value, you know, and, and, um, and I think that's critical. Uh, yeah, I think most people, they always know that real estate definitely is the way to wealth. I mean, it's 90% of the, they say millionaires are because of real estate, but so many people just do not want to do it. It is hard work. It does take time. Things get in the way. They don't make it a priority and they're excited at first. And I can speak in front of a few hundred people and 20 of them will approach me after I speak and then it'll dwindle down to five and then it'll dwindle down to maybe one that really keeps following up with me that really wants to learn. And it's that one that I said, yeah, just stick with it for one year and just do this on a regular basis and you will find a deal and you will make money at it. That's funny. You said that it happens all the time with me and and Liz, probably the same. Um, And one thing that I say to them is like, I give them one instruction or just one. I need you to send me an email with the subject X, Y, and Z. And then we go from there. And that's the only thing that I need from them. If they do that, then we can talk. We can set up a coffee and then we can, but if they don't do that, and then I I have, um, not that I have a problem, but they didn't follow the instructions and therefore they're telling me that they want to go their own way. And I always tell people, listen, I've, I've paid and I got mentored by different, you know, coaches and mentors throughout my entire life. And if they ask me, close your eyes, jump to the left three times, mm-hmm. I'm going to close my eyes and jump to the left three times without asking why and, and going that back and forth battle. Sometimes that's exactly what I need in order for me to, to proceed. So um, moving forward with, um, I said, you said something very powerful on your website. I'm going to read it. You said, no matter what your position or which industry you're in. My mission is to teach you how to gain confidence, to take chances, showcase your unique talents, and find effective ways to succeed in a much shorter time, less struggle, and with a fraction of the investment. I thought that was extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And by looking at that, a lot of the, the points that you are making is for the person to know herself in order for them to succeed. So in your point of view, what were the, the top three or five items that made you successful in this business? I always strived for working for the top and best companies in my industry. And so that was always you know, key. When I wanted to do hotel design, I wanted the top hotel. And I did have a job offer with JW Marriott at the time to do hotel design. I ended up turning it down for another position. 
for the shopping center developer. I wanted to work for the number one company. For the restaurant company, I wanted to work for the number one restaurant to learn from them. So always learn from the top best person in the industry. And like anything, you know, the first one's always the hardest, the second one to build that confidence. But the more you do it, the better you get to gain confidence. And, you know, commercial real estate's in a pretty much in a man's position still, mm-hmm. you know, in that, but I guess I've always had just the confidence, you know, just from learning and reading and doing, and then it just kind of builds confidence and then teaming up with the right partners. I still have a lot of questions to ask, like you said at the beginning, to reach out to different people. And I'm still learning on every single project I learn and I have to reach out to someone to get the answer. I still do that today, even though you think you would know it all. There's no way there's, I have a property now I had to call and get some, you know, more information on it before mm-hmm. I went back to my client. And then they think you know it because, I mean, I found out the right information and then relate it to my client. And they don't know where I got the information, but I had to go talk to a civil engineer on some utilities. And, and then we got it done. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's a, a good, a good, you know, segue in terms of, you know, mindset. A lot of what, you know, we're creating here with, you know, this podcast and this community is, you know, not just the, the how-to real estate investing, which you've added so many great um, tips and strategies. I've been taking notes myself. Um, but also it's, it's how, do, how do we as women create a balanced life, you know, and create a life that, you know, is financially free, but also uh, balanced and peaceful, right? Because sometimes those things all, don't all go together. Um, so I'm curious, you know, being in the business for 30 years, um, you have family, you know, you're, 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 you're partnered up with, um, you know, a couple of folks and your own investing. Um, how, did, how do you keep it all together? How have you kept it all together? What are your secrets to, uh, you know, kind of balancing it all? Yeah, it's hard to balance it. But, you know, once I left corporate America, it's I'm having my own business now. And in the real estate, it goes up and down. But, you know, trying to have that balance, our boys now are 17 and 18, senior in high school, one to go off to college. Oh, congrats. But, um, I, you know, I still have to take time to meet with friends at lunchtime, girlfriends at lunchtime. I exercise every single day is what t- completely keeps me you know, in balance. And I would say in 12 years now having my own business, I could, every day just blends in. I never think of it as a Monday. I look forward to Mondays. It's, you know, the best thing ever, but I just, I, I do wake up early at five thirty in the morning, you know, to get started before everybody else wakes up to get more done and just kind of work out my time. That's great. And when you look in the future, what's, what's next for you? My goal right now, it seems kind of odd, but, or I don't know if it's odd, but I've always done commercial real estate. I took a break for a little bit to get into the entertainment industry, moved to Los Angeles. But my goal right now, which I plan to have, is my own commercial real estate reality TV show. So that, my biggest goal right now is to you know, have a national show on commercial real estate and teaching all, you know, all of this on helping people invest in real estate, how to find a, how to find a location, 
all the way to, you know, developing land and the whole process. Of, so that's my number one goal is to have my own TV show. All right. So everyone listening to this, right, you, you could contribute to, to uh, helping Pamela in that. That's awesome. You know, you're right, though. When you think about all the HGTV shows, there's like 95 shows on flipping houses. Yeah. And then there's a couple, you know, they tried to get into the whole um, renovating home. What was that guy's name? I forget the show, but where the guy came in, gave the money, gave the investor the money to finish the property, renovating it. I forget. It was almost like the... Um, I'm not the guy remember. out of New Orleans, I think. Yeah, he was out. Of, yeah, exactly. It was interesting, um, but yeah, but there's not much on commercial. There's nothing. So yeah, I think nothing. you're right. There's a uh, there's a need, and it's quite quite honestly, there's probably I don't know if they've ever done any research. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, but could you even say there's more commercial real estate than than resident? I don't know if you could say that, but it sure it sure seems like that sometimes. You know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with all the commercial buildings yeah. and everything, you know, that takes place, people don't realize yeah. one yeah. deal can take 10 years, you know, before something's happening in the entire process of going through city hall and utilities. I've had to board under six lanes of a highway and adjacent neighbors not providing you the utility and holding you hostage until you pay them outrageous amount. I mean, the, you know. <laughs> Security deposits and cash and I'm, you know, all kinds of odd, crazy stories to tell. That's exciting about the reality show. I hope you get that. And I hope, I hope someone listening to this says, you know, I got a contact, you know, and, and, uh, cause I think that's well needed. We're kind of, we're kind of, I thought I had enough with the flip shows and they don't even do that good of a job with them. <laughs> you know, they make it so, you know, they make it so like, oh, it's easy. And it, yeah. It's and I, my perception is that a lot of successful women are under the radar. So we don't see them on TV shows. And I think that I was talking to another investor and she, I, I was talking to her. I was like, you should be on stage, you know, sharing everything that you're sharing with me right now. And she's like, I don't see how that will benefit my business. And we had a very interesting conversation and we got to the point that, we came to the conclusion where sometimes it's not about her, it's not about me, it's about a bigger picture. Because we see that a lot of the, the little kids, the girls, they don't see other women doing certain things. So they cannot even imagine themselves being an investor, being on stage, because they've seen you know, the same models all over again. And then she was like, oh, hold on. You're just <laughs> like, I had a aha moment right now because it's not always about what, are my, what my goals are. So showing that to the world that other ladies are doing what other, you know, men out there are doing as well as, as, well as they are doing or, you know, I'm better sometimes, <laughs> you know, that's not the point competition, but being on the spotlight with that purpose of showing the new generation that it is possible. I think that's something, a legacy that I personally want to leave for, for my son and, and changing a little bit the perspective of, of how people look. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. Um, so Pamela, where could, um, ladies, if they wanted to reach out to you and I know you said you had a couple, um, we have a couple giveaways. So where could folk, where could women, um, learn more about 
you and how can they reach out to you? That's the first thing. And then we'll get to the free, the free gift and our, our, our request to women if they want to get the free gift. So definitely reach out to me on social media, especially on LinkedIn. I have more than 30,000 followers and connections now. And I'm, I post every single day on LinkedIn that I'm providing valuable content. So definitely on LinkedIn under Pamela J. Goodwin. And there's, it says Dallas. Email Pam at PamGoodwin.com. And go to my website, PamGoodwin.com. Awesome. Shoot me an email. I respond. I'll definitely respond. That's great. And, uh, and, and Pamela has written two books. And um, one is called The One Cent Lemonade to Million. Am I saying that correctly? Right. One cent okay. lemonade to million dollar deals. I love it. Million dollar deals. Okay. I'm like, I'm missing a word. And, <laughs> and the second, and the second book is uh, winning ways in commercial real estate, 18 women in commercial uh, in, in the business. So that's, that would be both of them sound super fascinating. So what we're going to do is um, Pamela's uh, graciously um, happy to give one of her books away to, to one of our, our listeners and ladies, you know, um, hearing this show but you have to do something because we're all about taking action. So we're not going to just give you a book because that's just way too easy. So, so, so the action or the request that we're going we're gonna to make of you is the first, the first woman to email me, Liz at therealestateinvestor.com. The first one to email me one thing you learned as a result of today's show and one action you're going to take. Okay, so it's, it's actually two things, but it's one thing you learned and one action you're going to take. And it's the first li- woman to just email me that. As soon as you hear this, you will, um, you will receive one of the two books and we'll, we'll get your address and we'll get sent to you and we'll make that happen. But uh, the first, first woman to do that. So one thing you um, learn and one thing you're going to do. So that is, that is our request. That is super cool. And all of this information is going to be on our show notes. So now, Pamela, we're going to talk about our fabulous three questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, great. (laughs) So the first one is, what's the most transformational book you have ever read? Oh, I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar. So any of Zig Ziglar's books, uh, you know, I'm a a very good, I, I love his stuff. And I've had the opportunity now to, I don't know if you know this, but I've had the opportunity since they're based here in Dallas and his daughter, Julie Ziegler. We actually do events together teaching real estate. She does the residential side and I do the commercial side. So I'm a big fan. Any books of Zig Ziegler. Awesome. That's so great. I'm so surprised. I don't think none of the ladies before you mentioned him and I was like, whoa, you know, very motivational, very motivational, inspiring. Yeah. He's one of like the, the, the earlier kind of quote unquote motivational uh, speakers in their He's great. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorites. Um, the second question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Oh, routine. Yeah, we, we talked about a little bit earlier, but just knowing that you have to, like you said, taking action on doing something, you have to be able to have some investment or they say you're going to work until you die. So if it's real estate, you need to have that passive income coming in or stocks and bonds or some type of investment, some business you're planning on selling, working on something and, you know, knowing what you're going to do. If you have, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, you have no idea, but you have to do invest 
somehow in something to have that financial freedom. And um, you also exercise, right? You said exercise every day. I do. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, and the third and last question is, uh, which woman, famous or non, has inspired you the most? I'm going to have to go with Barbara Corcoran. So she's big inspiration on, I had the opportunity, she provided a testimonial for my first book, my One Cent Lemon Aid book. And I had the opportunity to fly up to New York and meet with her one-on-one -on -one for two hours, just the two of us, and have a business meeting. And I will always remember that and be grateful for her, you know, taking the time and everything I learned from her on that. I mean, I love reading her books and watching her show and, you know, listening to her because she's a great influence. That's great. And she, she just uh, came out with a podcast. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, she has a great podcast on her different tips too, but, you know, just especially branding she's done an excellent job on branding and being able to stand out and learning about that you know how she was able to build up that company and sell it for i think it was close to 65 million dollars at the time and so you know she's a great inspiration i think for all women from starting with nothing a thousand dollars to having dyslexia you know all that kind of stuff of all of those going against you and how being able to succeed and how she was even able to get the shark tank position is interesting and, and how she believes in people. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's uh, her story is great. And she does have a few books out there. I, I read one of them, but yeah, there something with pigtails. She's got some great, clever, clever titles. So um, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Pamela. You've been, uh, You've been so, um, you know, inspiring and, and, and helpful and, and such a great, uh, great insight into uh, investing, but also mindset. So, so we just appreciate you so much and appreciate you being on our show and sharing your, your knowledge with the ladies listening. Well, thank you. I'd love to do a deal with you two or any of your audience members and just, yeah, let's do something together. Don't let, you know, don't let the money stop you or don't let you not knowing what you're doing stop you either. Those two things that there's us three right here to help you get started. So we're available. I know I'm available. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I'm going to start talking to everybody now. Go <laughs> to the gas station. Hey, by the way, <laughs> is this for sale? <laughs> I know. He'll say, yeah, just I mean, it's all a matter of timing. As you know, I've, I've worked on properties that the, the one I stopped by about every three, four months asking if they were ready to sell. It's all about timing, as you know. And then he finally sold it to me. Wow, exactly. Yeah. So when I hear no, I will say, okay, not now, you mean. Exactly. <laughs> Don't give up. I'll be back in three months. And yeah, a lot of times if I drop, when I ask them, the gas station, if it's for sale or a restaurant, they want to make sure you're not with the health department. <laughs> or, you know, someone else, I have to tell them right up front that, you know, I'm just looking at the property to buy it as an investor and I'm not a health inspector. So. <laughs> awesome, Pamela. I really appreciate all your insights. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank Bye. you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes.
If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.